You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back after a week off from Jamie D and Big Newt. I'm Jamie D'Amico. He's Big Chris Newton. The regular season is in the books. The Buffalo Bills are moving on to the playoffs where they will be hosting the Miami Dolphins. They stomped out a pesky Patriots team, and what an emotional week it was. Big Newt, you're back with us. We love you, buddy. How you feeling? I love you too, dog, man. It's good to be back on the airways because uh, this time last week we couldn't – well, we decided not to record – along with everyone else at Buffalo Rumblings. Um, it was tumultuous week, and uh, now we're back, man, and we're talking playoff football, so that that's good. And, and DeMar uh, is on his way. Well, has already returned back to Buffalo, so he seems like he's making drastic improvements, so that's the most important thing. Yeah, and I feel like I owe you an explanation for not wanting to record because um, it really was me that drove that forward. and. I okay let me set the scene for you it's March of 1998 I'm at the University of Dayton I'm in band practice now I told this on the Believe podcast but I was in a punk band at the time and we were in the music building and we got done with practice and we walked out on what was just a gorgeous spring day in late March and the terrace you walk out onto is raised a couple of floors above the soccer field, which is on campus. And there was a women's soccer game happening. And just as I came out, I was I was watching the ball go up and down the field, and I noticed somebody behind the play fall. Didn't think anything of it. The trainers come running out, and then one of the trainers goes sprinting away. And the next thing you know, an ambulance is arriving. And paramedics are there and there's a tight circle around and they're they're working they're working you see them pull out the paddles and at that point i'm saying oh geez this isn't like a sprained ankle there's something really serious i thought maybe it was a broken ankle because you know it happens in soccer all the time especially Mm -hmm. on iffy fields and it was rush, rush. You could see the panic. You could see what was going on of the people that were working on her. And the people in the stands, clearly they didn't have any idea what was going on. I didn't have any idea what was going on, but I I had the sense that something really bad w- was happening. And then they stopped. Everybody working on her just stood up and looked and loaded her into the ambulance and slowly started cleaning up. Her name was Stacy Martin. She was from Cincinnati, was a junior at the University of Dayton, and what I witnessed that day was the passing of 
one of my, not my classmates, she was a year behind me, uh, but somebody who I went to school with. Mm-hmm. And it was a terrible, traumatic feeling. And I can't even imagine what like military people who are in combat zones deal with. But I'm so thankful that Danny Kellington and crew were there to prevent the nation from witnessing what I witnessed that day in 1998, 25 years ago at the University of Dayton, because it was traumatizing. And because I still carry that with me, I really didn't want to talk about it last week. Mm -hmm. No, I was just saying that's understandable. And I am just so thankful that DeMar Hamlin, through quick work and advancements in medical technology, spared us all from a moment like that. And I think it's important that we remember the Stacey Martins of the world who didn't make it. Yeah. Yeah. But in the end, with the DeMar Hamlin story, it looks like we're going to have a happy ending. And and it's a blessing, man. It's a blessing, and and I and it's it, we're giving you all as listeners the timeline of of how we felt at the time watching the game. Um, and and you, I'm sure you could tell by my voice, I wanted to go on. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think I was inspired. Okay, by what we were seeing live, as far as Booger McFarlane and um. And Adam Schefter, they did a masterful job in handling what we call it a catastrophe on live TV. Right. And because if you hear now, um, you know, Troy Aikman was calling the play and Joe Buck, I believe, and they they couldn't even talk. So they mm-hmm. cut it to the studio to Booger and, uh, and it's just they did a great job, um, you know, because it's tough. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's tough to talk about these things, and I totally understood it. And so when I'm talking, because while I'm talking to you, I'm texting with friends. I got a friend down in Virginia Beach. It's one of Simone's teammates, AAU. The mom is a uh, is a uh, firefighter. And so she was walking me through, and she was like, you know, hey, you know, when you start talking about CPR and all that stuff, that's, that's not positive, you mm-hmm. know. And come to find out, they had to resuscitate him. And then my wife comes downstairs because she was watching the game upstairs, and she was like, "Somebody put on Wikipedia, he passed away," which is so irresponsible. Right, right. What a terrible thing to do. It is, and so it's like all these things. And so Jalen and I in the boom boom room watching it and watching all this unfold. And so, um, like I said, with them in the studio, I think they did a great job. Um, I do have my thoughts on why they took so long to call it after this. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe this isn't the right time to talk about it. Um, but you notice they they held us on for almost an hour and a half yep. before they cut to uh, Sports Center. Well, I think, Newt, that this is the right time to talk about it. Because, well, you know, we are on, we, we are through the muck and we're to the other side of it now and it looks like this is going to have at minimum a, a happy ending okay well my theory on it is that they have they didn't want to call the game because they didn't want to cut to something else because they were getting the commercials in and it's about money and revenue yep. we were holding on we were held on for an hour and a half not knowing what we were going to do but if you look at the tweets like every everybody had went in 
They were showering. Guys was picking up the field and stuff, and they still like, oh, it's still temporary postponed. And I'm like, right. they yeah, they mentioned Stephon Diggs coming out of the locker room wearing just a towel. Right. Like, we knew they weren't going to – well, at least I knew. I was like, they're not going to play this game. You know what I'm saying? Even after they say, okay, because it was rumors that the NFL was saying, okay, you get 10 minutes to warm up and we're going to resume. And Sean McDermott, and, and what I did see, and I love, man, and it just reiterates what I already knew, was Sean McDermott is such a leader. Yep. It's just his mannerism. And, well, and once again, we don't, we're not privy to all the knowledge. I'm just talking about what I saw on TV. He just looked like he took the leadership role. And then after, um, I believe it was like 30 minutes, I guess, 30, 40 minutes, you know, he called the Bengals coach over and they did the little whispers and they was like covering their mouths because they don't want nobody to read their mouths, which I totally understand. Um, And they was like, yeah, we're not doing it. And the Bengals coach was like, I'm with you. You know, so they took their team into the locker room. And that was just such a class move by Zach Taylor, the Bengals head coach. Just classy all the way because if he really pushed for it, the Bills could have had to forfeit that game. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't want it to go down like that. That right. is classy. And, you know, the bromance between Bills fans and Bengals fans. Exactly. It's got to continue. It's yeah. got to continue because the Bengals literally did everything right, right. by the Bills. And and if it would have came down to that, Jamie, I would have took the forfeit. Absolutely. And, and- and Howard and Jeremy talked about it the next day. If they would have continued that game, I don't know if I would have watched it. Not at, not knowing if DeMar's okay or not. You know what I'm saying? Now, if DeMar would have got taken off the stretch and gave the thumbs up or something, then yeah. But not knowing if this man is going to live and die. Because at uh-huh. that point, you got to think, we're all thinking this man might be dead. Because you got to see the reactions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is more than just paralyzation. Because if he was paralyzed, and once again, and it hits on with me also, because this time last year, Simone went to the uh, hospital temporarily yes. paralyzed. Yep. And so it feeling that feeling of, you know, uncertainty, everybody's crying. Like, so that resonated with me because I de- literally dealt with that, you know, a year ago almost today. But at least Simone was conscious. You know what I'm yes. saying? So you taking tomorrow, you got to think it. I'm not. I'm not trying to be even more. They're probably thinking this man died. They are not even knowing. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, Chest compressions. Yeah. I mean, that's a last ditch. That's sort last of thing. ditch. Like so, you, at this time, they thinking that this this dude could die, and that's why if you see the TV didn't want to pan in, everybody circled around them. So I I'm sure they told them to do that so the world wouldn't see it. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm, I'm almost sure of it, and and, I, and so I don't under and, and and so the Bengals, the wide receiver, who it was just a routine tackle. It ain't like it was a malicious hit or anything like that. No. He was getting tackled, so he feels a certain way. He feels responsible just because he was a part of the play. So I don't know right. if the Bengals would have been in the right head space, even with so much on the line to go well, ahead and play that T. game. Higgins, the receiver. Mm-hmm. That was part of the play. Spent a couple of days in the hospital with Demar Hamlin. Didn't wouldn't go home. Right. And oh, by the way, Zach Taylor's wife brought dinner to everybody from the Buffalo Bills who was staying there. Right. I mean, it was nothing but class, class, class every step of the way. 
What was not classy is the fact that it was the Bills and Bengals that had to agree that the game was over because the NFL is coming out now. The NFL didn't call it. Right. For exactly the reason you said. They've got to get their ad revenue, right? Yeah. Yeah. And both of us that study sports business, we know how important that is. You know what I'm saying? So I, that's why I talk, I'm sitting there with Jalen Light, and it's funny. They didn't cut it until 11 o'clock Sports Center. Right at 11 o'clock, that's when they cut it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So and- right when Sports Center came on, and that's when uh, Alex Van Pelt and um, uh, the dude who used to play wide receiver, and he did a uh, – Clark. Clark, he did a great job. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Giving the feelings once again, reiterating, and they had their little uh, – dialogue that was excellent because i stayed up for all of it because obviously we all wanted to know an update on uh damar before scott we van pelt dc guy he's the yes, best he in the biz in maryland always repping the terps man always so, uh, repping the terps ryan and clark that's what i'm thinking about ryan clark he did a great job for those of you who are unaware i studied sport management in undergrad and newt has a master's degree in it so that's what he meant when he said that we've studied sports. Yes. And so those ad revenue dollars, that's why I was like, I know that that's what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, but we, and then we found out that the doctors weren't going to give us an update and that didn't feel good. Um, Cause I'm like, why they can't give us an update? That let me, I went to bed uneasy, obviously after prayer and everything, both that night and that morning, um, to find out that, okay, uh, he was uh, 50% um, getting assisted by the ventilator versus 100%. So that was an improvement, you know. And then the next day, I believe, he was writing, saying, did we win? So that's why I'm like, okay, this is awesome. You know what I'm saying? Right. Every day it's an improvement. Um, and now and the I, man's back in Buffalo. Now he's back in Buffalo, man. He's out of critical condition. It, it's yes. fantastic news. Yes. You know, I, I know that we have been talking about it and been emotional and our explanations of, of what's happening here. But this is turning out to be a happy story. And even the Buffalo Bills got together with the NFL and the Players Union to make sure that he didn't lose any game checks the rest of the right. way because his salary would drop by about $400,000 right. by being put on the uh, on the injured reserve, which is where he is now. But the Bills wanted to make him whole financially, and that's just a lovely touch here. And although four hundred grand is a lot to normal people like us, he's still young. Okay, he didn't. He has not amassed the millions and millions of dollars no. yet. So that is a lot to him at this point. Um, and I even said it. People might disagree with me. I feel like the money, the money he's raised for charity, which is what like nine million dollars at this point. Mm-hmm. Okay, if he's not uh, if he's not able to play, I say a portion of those proceeds should go to him and his family and uh, for medical bills or whatever he needs. I mean, yep. hopefully he makes a return one hundred percent. But I mean, we don't know if that's even on the table at this point. Well, uh, I pray that it is, but if not, I feel like he should get a portion of those proceeds because once again, man, these guys are giving it on the field. They're giving their lives on this field. And so uh, to go back to Jalen, everybody been calling me like, do you think about Jalen playing football and all that? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, anything can happen, but that's like a plane crashing or a car crash. If you see a car crash, does that make you not want to drive? Because, I mean, accidents happen. 
All right. And to know that he went in the cardiac arrest, it wasn't necessarily the hit. It was a routine tackle. It's just the, uh, uh, the receiver's helmet hit him in a certain spot at a certain time to make him go into cardiac arrest. That could have happened with me and you goofing around in your living room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it could have. It's just a freak accident. And so, uh, that does not discourage me from playing, you know, once again, but this is a violent sport. It's very physical, but that was just a routine play that just went awry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. And it's, it's something I hope that we never have to see again. Well, unfortunately yeah. we're, it probably won't because yeah. I mean, yeah. it's probably going to happen again. We've seen this top. I mean, Hank gathers died on a basket. We, we've seen players die on the court. You know what right. I'm saying? Unfortunately. Um, or on the soccer field, as I the, as I mentioned. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to happen. I mean, it's just, once again, it hit really hits home because the whole world's watching. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it really, and then, so we've all had these experiences like you and I talked about, and it makes us really resonate with it. So uh, I'm just happy that he's okay because some people don't pull through, man, and, and right. such is life. You know? Right. So, but he's pulling through. He is. Thank God he's getting better. So. Yep. Yeah. Great news, right? It is, man. It is. And we also have a game to talk about. More great news. Buffalo ends up with the two seed. Yes. What is your feelings on the whole uh, neutral site game? If both us and uh, the Kansas City Chiefs make it advance? Well, I think that I'm a little iffy on it in that the NFL judges teams by winning percentage and mm-hmm. the Chiefs had a better winning percentage. Okay. E- even though there's extenuating circumstances that caused this game to be canceled, I I think they should be consistent. And by the same token, had the Bengals and Ravens ended up basically tied the Bengals still would have had a better winning percentage by mm-hmm. virtue of fewer losses. Yes. I think they should have been the division winner and it shouldn't have gone to a coin flip. Like there's one way of doing it. It's it, it's winning percentage and they should just stick with that. Okay. But since it's going to be neutral field advantage Buffalo. Okay. Let me say something real quick, going back to what you said. All right, I know that's the rule, and we are a society society is based on rules and following rules. I think that's bull mahogany. Okay. Because mahogany. we beat the Chiefs. To me, head-to-head should be the most important thing. If it's between me and you on something, it shouldn't be, oh, this percentage because you play one more game. No, we beat you all. The Bengals beat you all. So in my mind, and this is probably wrong. This is just my opinion. So in my mind, what you say don't even matter. We beat you. So mm-hmm. I feel like they should give us a whole field advantage. I know it's not going to happen that way, but in my mind, the Chiefs shouldn't even take that. We came to your place and beat you. So what do you got to say? You can say nothing. Sit down. And the <laughs> Bengals beat you all. So sit down. <laughs> That's just my opinion, man. All these points that, oh, we should get the double one seed. We got the best record. And the, the best record don't mean anything to me because we don't play the same schedule. 
Yeah, that's that's the thing. See, that's how we beat y'all at y'all place. So I feel like we still still got the number one seed. I'm sorry. And so for me to think that the Chiefs, you backdoored your way into a bye because somebody got hurt, like I wouldn't even take that. But that's fine. Rules are rules. I feel like we can beat them in any place, anytime. Just come on. So <laughs> I wish I could get – I wish I could uh, I find this tweet. Somebody gave their opinion on it. I wish I could give them props for it. I think this is a great idea. If it's going to be – once again, we both have to advance for this to matter. Both of us have to play in the AFC uh, right. championship game one versus two. And neutral site game, they should play it in Happy Valley, 110,000 people. Uh, they should play at Elena Stadium in Ten- Knoxville, Tennessee, 115,000 people. How <laughs> awesome would that be? That's a lot of people. I know, right? Let's <laughs> pack the place out. That would be awesome. Play in one of these college stadiums that hold over 100,000 people. If we're going to do it. If you do it big, let's do it big then. Shout out to Jameis Winston. I I like it. Shout out to Jameis Winston. Huh? <laughs> yeah, he used to say that. He used to come up with weird sayings. We do it big then, then do it big then. He just repeated himself. So, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I think we should play in a college stadium. But, yeah, I just think it's, it's bull mahogany that, uh, you, that we have to go to a neutral side game. And we don't get to buy, even though we're playing the Dolphins. We're going to talk about that. But, yeah. You get a bye. You so you only got to play one tough game to get to the AFC Championship. We got to play two games. One yeah. of them will be tough. One of them will be the Bengals because the Bengals are going to probably advance. I I think so. They're playing. I think so. They're, they're playing the best football around right now. They are. They are. You know. So I just I don't know. I we beat y'all. So I just I don't know what you got to say. But lucky. Things worked out. I ain't going to say lucky for them because it was at the expense of DeMar's health, but you benefited from it. So, yeah. <sighs> hmm. Yeah. Interesting. That's my thoughts on it. But did you see uh, Skip Bayless and his whole thing after what happened last week? Yeah. I didn't think it was as bad as. I, I, I don't think he should be quite as vilified as he has been. But it was kind of tone deaf. Okay, and I agree. And I think a lot of that is because people don't like Skip Bayless. But that's why he keeps a job. He's like the tool that everybody hates. And so that's why he keeps a job. Um, It was a whole cancel for people who haven't seen uh, Skip Bayless, one of the uh, co-hosts of Undisputed with Shannon Sharp. I'm going to say immediately after DeMar went down, I, I will say it was during the time, the was hour the and a half. Day. Huh? Was, I, oh, no, yeah, you're right. No, you're right. During the tweet. It was a tweet he sent out and saying, what do you mean? It was something to the effect of, what do you mean we're not going to continue this game? This is an important game for seeding and all that. And so all the pro players tweeted like, this dude needs to be fired. He needs to be canceled. The game is not important. DeMar's health is important. So mm-hmm. you're right. I'm sure it's a section of people who felt like him. Uh, obviously, you and I didn't. Um, but it, I feel like he got vilified so bad is because people don't like him. And so they're trying yeah. to get rid of him. And so the next day, uh, Undisputed, 
he had to go on and give his explanation. It really wasn't an apology because he continuously said he stand by as the tweet. Uh, but he did it alone for the first time. And I watch Undisputed every day. And uh, Shannon Sharp wasn't on there. Right. He wasn't on there. He texted Skip. He, he came on the next day and said he texted Skip like you need to take it down. And Skip didn't want to take it down because he said he stand by it. And so Shannon came on the next day, uh, which was Wednesday, because it was Monday Night Football. Skip was on there Tuesday by himself. So he came on there Wednesday and explained why he didn't show up. And mm -hmm. more or less is he was just going to leave him out to dry. He deserved all the backlash he getting. He didn't want to stand by his co-host. Mm -hmm. And so they got into a little argument talking about it during the uh, monologue. So right. you can look it up on Twitter if you like. But um, I agree with you. What he did was at best tone deaf. Uh, he probably shouldn't have did it. But once again, he's getting paid millions of dollars to be a tool. So Right. And I, it was a question that I was wondering in my own head at that time, which was, oh, my gosh, if they don't play this game, how are they going to handle it? And I think that's what he was thinking because I was thinking about a lot of different stuff at that time. Um, that that was maybe not in the immediate aftermath, but certainly by the next morning, I was like, so what are they doing? Do, am I going to have to sit through this game? I didn't want to. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and then they said, uh, I believe it came out 24 hours later, maybe it was a little longer, that we were going to resume. Because the NFL rule is you got to uh, play the game within 42 hours of the original game, I believe. Yeah, 48 hours, two days. And then once we flew back to Buffalo, I was like, they're not playing this game. Nope, no chance. And so it was like 48 hours. It was like, okay, we're not playing this game. Um, this game will not resume. So I was like, okay, I kind of knew that. Once we went back to Buffalo, we're not going to go back to Buffalo and then go back and right. play. So, um, I'll be honest with you, man, and I know we were going to go into the game, but just uh, going back to this, I really wasn't thinking about the game. I was, I mean, maybe it was because we were losing. Maybe that had something to do with it indirectly. I don't know. Um, but then, the and I know we talked about the whole year having a number one seat, how much we wanted the home field advantage. And I don't know. It just didn't seem important to me. I mean, I just my number one thing was DeMar being okay, which all of us right. were. But then my next thing was like, well, if we don't get it, so what? We're the two seed. Beat Kansas City and Kansas City again. Again. I didn't even care about being the three seed. You know, <laughs> I was just like, at that point, it's kind of like, man, if this is Lord's will, we have to do, okay, we're the three seed. All right, we got a, a harder road. You know what I'm saying? But if yeah. we're meant to have this, if God's will is for us to have it, then we'll have it. So I, I didn't at that point. I'm telling you, last week, I just didn't care. Now, I care this week. Not that DeMar's okay. And he's walking around. We beat up on the Patriots. It's like, okay, I care now. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, let's beat Miami. Somehow get past Cincinnati and, and kick Kansas City in the face. Would love it. I'd like it even better if the Chargers beat Kansas City and then the championship game is in Buffalo. Oh, man. That could happen. Maybe that could happen. But are we getting ahead of ourselves here? We are. We're close talk, man. Hey, let's worry about the Dolphins. Right. 
With right. they don't know if Tua as well as of yesterday, Tua wasn't clear. Today's an off day, so I will pretty much know by tomorrow if he could get he out said, if he's cleared to practice. But go ahead. He's had three concussions this season. Yes. Is it even humane to put him in there? Knowing them, they probably will. I wouldn't put it past the Dolphins. They don't care. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't care because if they did care, he wouldn't have never got back out there to begin with. And obviously, uh. he wants to play until he can't. So. I'm not worried about that. We're steamrolling guys, so oh well, steamroll them. You if you want to, if you're going to be that irresponsible and that negligent to put him back on on the field, and oh well, oh well. You I don't think uh, you don't have sympathy for Tua. I don't have enough. I want to beat him. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to beat him. Well, Teddy Bridgewater is also injured. We right. may be looking at a, a Dolphins third string QB. Yes. Their starting receivers are banged up, and I think their left tackle is out. Yes, they're banged up. We're, for, what, 12-point favorites, I think, right now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know what the weather in Buffalo. Oh, and, and oh, yeah, let me look at my notes. I don't got to have myself. Raheem Mustard, he he uh got a broke, broke thumb. Broke thumb, yeah. Yeah. So the dude that was bullying through people last week, he ran well last week. Yeah, he got a broke thumb. So, no, I don't feel sorry for him. Yeah. I don't feel sorry for him. We got to just be, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't mean be mean or nothing, but no. If you're crazy enough to trot him out there, then no. If, and all right, how about this? If you don't care, why should I care? If you don't care about your players, why should I care about I hear you. That's why. So totally I'm just saying, So, let's just win this game and keep going. Put your keep your boot on their neck. Yep. The rubber match in Buffalo. I don't know what the weather's gonna be this weekend, but um yeah. Well, it's going to be colder than it is in Miami. I'm sure of that. <laughs> I'm sure of that. Yep. So but yep. uh going to the game, man, real quick, man. It, it, how did you feel? Hey, you were at the uh bullpen along with uh Bills Mafia DC the Bills backers who had a great write up man that was awesome you sent me the write up yeah and the know? local news made made uh made the eleven o'clock news that night. Yeah man that's awesome man videos of everything I saw Bob jumping around hugging people tell Bob I'll be there this weekend man I'm coming up Sunday man that's I'm coming up are Sunday. you oh I'm coming I'm oh, coming so- I gotta bundle up it's gonna be cold but I I'm coming up man it's playoff football coming up. Uh, so save me a seat. Absolutely. Give me a LeBats. Oh, this is exciting. Give me a LeBats. And I, I think I think because you'll be showing up, that means my wife will want to go too. Well, tell her to come on. I wish I could get my wife come. My wife will game and shoot. My wife yeah. will be bundled up in the heat somewhere, cleaning, something <laughs> like that during the game because her team didn't make it. Uh, Can y'all please let us make it? Please, no. Your wife is savage. (laughs) Savage with that vacuum. (laughs) But, yeah, man, uh, I I feel good about about this matchup. I mean, we should roll them just like we roll New England, man. And it's just the kickoff return, man. It was was like it was scripted, man. Right. Opening kickoff return, man. And he hides, man. And then he broke two of them. Yep. How about that? We haven't seen that since probably uh, Terrence McGee, I would think. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or maybe Leotis McKelvin, but I think Terrence McGee. Yeah. And this and it, you know, the highlights of this game was fun because it was big plays. It was big play. We picked them off three times. Our linebackers, all right. Um, big plays, and then yep. uh, I'll be John Brown, forty yard touchdown catch, man, diving in the end zone. How great is that? Oh God, that was gorgeous, wasn't it? <laughs> and once again, Skip Bayless, this yes. kid John Brown. I think he's going to have a future. <laughs> he's going to have a future. He's going to be good. <laughs> And I saw that live. I was dying laughing. I was like, are you kidding me? This dude has no idea who John Brown is. Yeah. Awesome, man. And then, uh, of course, uh, Stephon Diggs, man, with the long touchdown. That was great coverage, great throw, great catch, man. So it was a lot of big plays, man. And I, I, It felt good, man. It felt good. It felt like it, it did. You know, you know, the game felt much closer than the score ended up being because yeah. the Bills did it quickly when they did score. Right, you know, deep throws, not long sustained drives. It felt like, man, it felt like a slow moving game. First of all, and yeah. secondly, it felt like the Patriots just dominated the time of possession much more than they they even did. Hmm. Yeah, but. Uh, he, Jones, anyway. he he had a decent game. He threw what three touchdowns, three picks, something like that. So yeah. he played okay. I mean, I don't know. Mac Jones, yeah, three two hundred forty three yards, three touchdowns, three picks. Um, but yeah, I mean, we had the big plays, man. That was de- that was definitely the the difference in this game and. I don't know. Now it's the playoffs, man, and we need Josh Allen, man. A lot of people were worried about Josh. The national pundits are worried about Josh Allen and his uh, interceptions. And he's throwing a lot of boneheaded interceptions. Yeah. But now we just need four games where he plays clean. Yeah. And let's face it, that interception he threw was unforgivable. It was. It was. I give you that, man. Hopefully he plays clean in the playoffs, man. Like I said, four games, man. We just need four good games from him. Yep. Josh yep. Allen, first person in NFL history with 100 passing TDs and uh, 20 rushing TDs in his first four seasons. And uh, first player in NFL history with 25 passing TDs and five rushing TDs in his first three seasons. In, in for, uh, three seasons. So he's breaking wow. NFL records, man. So he just throw a lot of picks, man. But that ain't to say we can't win a Super Bowl with a guy that throw too many picks. I mean, we've seen it. Brent Favre threw a ton of picks. He got a Super Bowl. That's true. So, and then as long as the defense keep playing top 10, keep running the ball, man. James Cook, first game, he got more carries and more time than Devin Singletary. Did you, did you see when Devin Singletary fumbled that ball, bro? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like, he. it, it felt like, I don't know, maybe I'm more exaggerating. It just felt like it was the beginning of the end for him, and he realized it. Yeah. You know, like he, because they kept showing him after the fumble, and I know how that feels. <laughs> it's like, please don't let them score on this drive. Like, please mm-hmm. stop them. And it's just like, now you see James Cook, man, nine carries, 45 yards, five-yard average. He, I think he knows his time at Buffalo is pretty much a wrap. 
Uh, yeah, I, I would think so because you know. they're not going to put it, – it's very clear that the Bills are not going to put any expensive assets into the running back position. And I realize that Naheem Hines is a – he's a vet, but he's a low-paid vet. And I think they want people on the rookie contracts. I think the analytics say you get your best out of running back in their first four years. Yeah. So if you feel like he wants to go somewhere else and make money, then – and and I'm sure somebody would give him something, give up, you know, give him a decent contract. But oh, have yeah. at it. So somebody will pay him. He'd be a real high end number two. Mm-hmm. And so it just makes you wonder: Is he going to want to win, or do he want to make as much money as possible? If you I'm know? him, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that he's going to try to make as much money as he can. And, and I understand that. I understand that. Um, and that, and to piggyback off that, you hear about Lamar Jackson. I'm hearing that. I'm hearing that he's able to play, but if he don't play, it's because he's pouting about his contract. And so no. now it's like, it's people. It's a lot of thinking of you got to worry about yourself. You don't want to put yourself in harm's way to get hurt, and you're not. You're making peanuts, right? But my thing is, and I understand, man. Who am I to count somebody else's money, right? But my thing is, how many times are you going to be able to make the playoffs? Mm-hmm. So that's so now, and this goes back to the whole Pittsburgh Steelers thing with Antonio Brown and a running back. They both left. If they would have stayed at Pittsburgh, they probably would have been Hall of Famers. But they both left for greener pastures, and it seemed like when they both left, their careers went to the toilet. That's you know? true. And so now, do you want money, or do you want to make it to the Hall of Fame? I, I don't right. know. I don't know. Everybody's different. I'm a 50. I'm about to be 50 years old. Old man, ain't played football in 30 years. All right? I would like to think that, no, I want to win. And the money will come, you know? But running backs have the shortest careers of any position in the NFL. Yes, it does. You got to make the money where you can, and I can't begrudge them for it. No, I can't hate. It's just a different line of thinking. Yep. I can't, I'm not hating on them. I'm not saying, Lamar, you're wrong, or uh, or Devin Singletary, you're wrong. I'm, I'm not saying that. It's just It just makes you wonder. Right. You know? It makes you wonder. So, and once again, those are a little different. I'm just saying uh, the general thought process of success versus money. We we all look at things different. Yep. You know. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't begrudge people for looking at it differently. As fans, you want them to want to right. win, right? Yeah. To give it all, lay it all on the line for your team, for your entertainment. And who am I to do that? You know, but. If Baltimore decides to and go in there with Hutley or no, I don't even think Hutley playing. It's their third string quarterback, perhaps. I mean, you just wasted away a season. Hey, how do you feel? Like, if you know that you're healthy, how can you look into the locker room like what if got what if the a veteran who this is last chance of win one? How do you think he feels? Yeah. You you can't lay your I, I don't think you can lay your teammates out to dry like that. Yeah. So it's it's a lot that goes into it. So it's something to keep track of. But, you got to be uh, there for your team. Yeah. Do you see uh, Houston Texans, Lovey Smith? Yeah. What the hell's up with that? They fired him, right? And I, he knew it was coming down the pipe. So what is he doing on the way out the door? 
He wins the game and don't tank, man. So giving up essentially the number one pick to I, Chicago. I, I know. That, that was like the best <laughs> screw you you could ever get. He went for two, bro. He went for two to make sure. <laughs> yeah. He went for two, bro. Like, oh, my God, that is so awesome. Really going to fire me? Okay, well, you don't get the number one pick now. Okay, we're going to win this that, game. <laughs> that is the best. I love it, man. I love it. You gave that man one year, man. Yeah. He was the Texas don't know what they're doing. Some and he said, out. I'm going to take you down with me. Yeah, pretty much. So Chicago had the number one pick. Um, our, uh, Since the end of the season now, man, the schedule's pretty much out. We don't know exactly the dates, but we will be playing the NFC East again. And, and so, a game in Washington. Yes, playing the commanders. So you know we're going to be there. So all we any of our listeners – to tailgate our butts off. Yes, indeed. So I promise you, Lord's willing, I'll be there. I know you'll be there like we always do. So, yeah, we'll be talking about that. Maybe we have listeners coming into town. You can meet JBD and Big Newt, man. Oh, we'll be in the building. Yeah. And we play at Philly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. not far. So, yeah, Jalen already, he pulled it up. And like, man, you know we playing these. Y'all like, oh, man, we got two games right here. So I mean, Philly's only like two and a half hours from me. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know if I'm going to wear my paraphernalia, though. So, you know. Uh, yeah. I don't want to deal with all that stuff, dude. Not right. like I'm scared. I'm not scared. I just don't want to have to toss a Philly fan and, and have to get bailed out of jail and all that stuff. I don't want to deal with that stuff. <sighs> You know, so I told Jalen, we go today. We go to Philly. You can wear your stuff to the Commanders game, but you can't wear your Diggs jersey to Philly. And he's like, why not? I'm like, because they're buttholes. And we and went to the – And they're different. We haven't, we haven't talked since – have we talked – we haven't talked this new year. So, um, over the break, we went to the Notre Dame Gator Bowl game, and we went to – uh, and we went to the Florida State game and the Cheez-It Bowl. Yeah. And in both games, man – the the and I, maybe I'm getting old, get off my lawn type stuff, man. But they were acting crazy. Oh, they were acting crazy. They were acting <laughs> crazy. Fans around us was acting crazy, dude. Cussing and just yeah. And then we went to the Gator Bowl. South Carolina fans was talking about Catholic people and all this stuff. And what, what anyway. do you mean? Oh, just saying, just asinine things, just being ignorant. You know how drunk people who can't handle their liquor act. Talking about Catholic people? Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. No, oh, yeah. Catholic people, y'all mess with little boys. Y'all can't. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, yeah. Oh, Jesus. I guess it's been a while since I've been to a game, but I was just like, they were really, and maybe because I was sober, maybe I really ah. <laughs> paid attention to it. Maybe usually I'm having, you know, not worrying about it, but yeah, they were at both games. Fans were acting. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it really stands. Because one thing I can say about Notre Dame, I'm not trying to say holier than now, but if you ever went to a game in Notre Dame, you will see the difference. And I've been in plenty of stadiums. And going to a game, I'm not just saying this because I'm a fan, but one thing I can say is Notre Dame people treat you kind of than your parents do. It's please, I have thank experienced you. that. I'm glad you're here. Whatever you need, like it's no, it's, it's almost to a fault how nice we are at Notre Dame. Mm. Like you need to start yelling and get loud. No, they don't do that. 
if they you win, you come to know this thing, you win and shake your hand, all that. And so then you see some of these SEC teams is ignorant. Like I've been to Gainesville, I've been to Florida, and see how they treat Florida State fans. I'm, yeah. I'm South Carolina, Florida. Like I've been to Baton Rouge and LSU. You know what I'm saying? So just to hear all that stuff, I mean, I and I guess I'm more uh, cognizant of because I got children with me. Yeah, but yeah, they were acting ignorant, dude. So that's why I felt good to win. Notre Dame to get the win because they would have South Carolina would have won and it would have been terrible. It would have been horrible. So anyway, yeah, we went to those games and everything. And so the fans, so going back to the Philly thing, once again, I'm not scared. I mean, I'll defend myself if I have to, but I just don't want to have to deal with it. So oh, I probably just go to the game and don't wear anything. So like I mean it makes sense. That's all. Like don't don't purposefully put yourself in harm's way. Right. To get to argue with people and all that. And if I'm in jail, I'm, I'm not going to be drinking. Like if I was by myself and I was drinking, then I wouldn't care. You know, but I'm with my son. I don't feel like all oh, this back and forth banter. I'm just going to want to talk. Because I'm telling you, at the Florida State game, I promise you, man, I was two seconds away tossing somebody down the bleachers, dude. Whoa. I, <laughs> I was two seconds away. Because the guy next to me was like, come on, man. Cool out, man. We, there's, there's kids here. He was like, screw that, dude. And I, by the time I said something, I'm like, dude, he asked you nicely to cut it out, man. Like, just cut it out. And I guess once I said something, his friend was like, yeah, man. And then by the third quarter, he's like, hey, man, I'm sorry, man. I apologize. I just, I'm like, yeah. I think he looked at his friends like, hey, we ain't help you on this one. They just <laughs> it, he just tried to apologize. So it was a bunch of that. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. Did you watch the uh, national championship game last night? Uh, no. By the time I realized it was on, it wasn't worth watching. It was over. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, man. Stetson, six touchdowns, uh, MVP of the playoffs for four years. The dude's older than you, though, man. The dude's older than you. Huh. He's 25 years old. They keep showing a meme of him and Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson and him are the same age, and he's still That's in college. So funny. Yeah, so... Kudos to him, man. He's going to go down as a, he probably surpassed Herschel Walker as the biggest uh, Georgia Bulldog ever. So, but yeah, but he's like super senior old. So, yeah, I don't think that's fair, but I digress. Yeah. They, I graduated they the, college uh, at 21. They, so. they have the more filled out physique and stuff. Yeah. I mean, you're grown. You should be four years into the NFL. I graduated college at 21. And so playing with dudes is older. I just looked at that as not fair. But I digress. I hear you. Talk about non traditional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, buddy, we should wrap her up here. Sounds good, man. I'll see you this Sunday. Hey, hey, hey. Let's go, Buffalo. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.